is Bloomberg Surveillance. I am modestly bullish near term, but I'm bearish into immediate term. I expect the S&P to decline to a low double-digit percentage this year. I think if we're going to take long dollar positions, uh, I think the euro is the way to go right now. Short the euro along the dollar. I don't think inflation's too low. The public doesn't care that core PCE inflation is 1.4%. They're oblivious to it. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning across this nation on Sirius and XM. Bloomberg 1200 Boston, Bloomberg 1130 in New York, 960 the Bay Area, Bloomberg 991 FM, Washington as well. We're brought to you by uh, Interactive Brokers, our Forex brief. By Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best retail Forex trading platform. Visit ID at IBKR.com slash Forex. Quickly, Sterling 141.01, weaker Sterling still. And I'm going to look at Japanese yen stronger, 112.27 as well. Mike, on important housing data. We got the Case Shiller numbers out for December, and Vinny Del Judice has those at the first word desk. Michael, the report tracks 20 major cities year-over-year December, a 5.74% increase in home prices, same as the prior month with revisions. December month-over-month up 0.8%, a bit slower than the prior month. At the Bloomberg First Word Desk, I'm Vinny Del Judice. Let's go back to New York. Vinny, uh, Vinny, Mike, what do you see there? Uh, We see steady steady growth uh, across the country. The uh, national index up 5.4% over the last... 12 months. I guess you want to live in Tampa, Florida, at least you did in December, in terms of the biggest annual gain, nine-tenths of a percent. Um, yeah. We're still seeing gains in the sand cities, San Diego, Phoenix, Las Vegas. Um, There's a nice first derivative to all this. Cleveland behind. I'll, I'll give you know, New Cleveland York uh, down three-tenths. So yeah. Good thing you're not moving. In Boston as well, down fractionally as well. San Francisco scrolling up. Uh, goes decidedly yeah. the other way yeah. as well. Let's jump over to our equity coverage this morning. Uh, David Wilson, uh, looking at all sorts of stuff. Home Depot was jaw-dropping. There's no other way to put it. Certainly has been well-received, no question about that. Uh, Home Depot shares of 3.5% in early trading. The largest home improvement retailer posted fiscal fourth-quarter earnings and sales, the top analyst average estimates in Bloomberg survey. The results show Home Depot is largely immune to the slumping demand faced by other retailers. Uh, you've got shares arrival lows up about 2.5%, and that company will report fourth-quarter results tomorrow. Then you have Macy's up 5.5%. The biggest U.S. department store owner had a smaller decline in fiscal fourth quarter sales than analysts expected. Adjusted earnings were $2.09 a share, which beat the average estimate by $0.21. On the deal front, Western Digital down 8%. The memory chip maker lost a $3.8 billion investment from China's Tsinghua Unisplendor, which withdrew after learning U.S. regulators would investigate the deal. Even so, Western Digital is going ahead with a proposed takeover of Sandus. The purchase price was cut to $15.8 billion, and Sandus shares are down 2%, almost 3% now in early trading. Valiant Pharmaceuticals up 2.5%. The drug developer said it will restate earnings for last year and the year before. The revisions follow a review by Valiant's board of the company's relationship with the mail-order pharmacy Philidor. BHP Billiton down mm. in early trading. The world's largest mining company reduced its dividend for the first time in 15 years after fiscal first-half earnings plummeted 92%. Now, BHP Billiton 
duly listed company. Its Australian shares are down 2.5% here in the yeah. U.S. where they trade as American depository receipts. ADRs for its U.K. shares are down yeah. 3.5%. One more. One more. Fitbit. Yeah, I saw that. I, thought, I knew you were going there. You're looking at my stomach. Down 14%. My stomach, let alone yours. Uh, the maker of fitness tracking devices forecast first quarter revenue and earnings will come up short of estimates. The right. outlook reflects the cost of rolling out Fitbit's newest trackers globally. Very good. good thing this is radio. Nobody has to look at either one. <laughs> yeah, that's an ugly sight to behold as well. Uh, Dan Demo uh, has made a career of looking at precious metals and particularly looking at mining with USAA uh, out of uh, TCU where he single-handedly reinvented offensive football. That was crazy what TCU did a couple years ago. It was. Football. It was yeah, amazing. We've had a great comeback. It's, it's, it's been good. Wonderful to have you here. We hear about you. We never see you. We're thrilled to have you in New York. BHP Billiton, I interviewed their CFO today, and it was ugly. I mean, they're talking about the word hope. What is the hope for the global mining industry right now? Well, you got to separate the precious metals from the base metals for sure. Um, iron ore is still in an awful glut. Uh, the guys keep producing mines, keep building mines. Uh, Rio and BHP both continue to build because they can produce at a lower cost than anybody else. So you're going to try to drive everybody out of the business. They're Are they? To... I mean, that's a key question. And this is, Mike, this goes back. I mentioned this Andrew Mellon economics of the 30s. That's the only hope, isn't it? It is, but it's always a false hope uh, because mines never close because nobody wants to operate them. The banks don't want to take them over, so these mines just keep going. You're not going to see China shut in supply either. China needs those jobs. So is your base away from your expertise in precious metals, is your base for lower prices or stability at these low prices? Yes. How? Uh, well, what's How, the cycle? Can you tell the guests that single answers on radio don't work? Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> I think Tom wants a, a, a more detailed explanation, but basically what's the cycle uh, length here? I mean, the, the cycle is still – you're going to have to see steel production shutting because we have too much steel production. It, it was all built for a much faster China. It was built for a China growing at seven and a half, eight percent even up to 10%. China's not growing that fast. It doesn't need that much steel. Plus, it's converting to from an infrastructure economy to a consumer economy. Consumers don't use much steel. They buy clothes. They don't buy iron beams. And so, therefore, you've, you're having to readjust the supply. The whole world is having to, to adjust. Is China adjusting? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about how they're keeping all these factories open, these mines open, because they need to keep people employed. Are they actually going to shut in this production? We've actually seen the first signs recently where they actually where they talked about shutting in production, uh, actually going in and paying to lay off people, uh, but they can't afford to. It's 1.2 percent of their mm. population is in the steel mills. You can't lay those people off. They're going to have a protest. They're going to have an social social issues. So right. let's go over to your expertise in precious uh, mining. James Steele at HSBC on fundamentals. Go long gold. Chris Verone at Strategus on charts says go long gold, not with a lot of confidence, but he's there. Are you, can you link gold price still into gold mining shares? What's that correlation? That correlation is very high, and it's actually come back. One of the things that makes us very happy is the gold mining companies have actually cut the fat. They've actually done a good job reducing operating costs, so they've returned back to the days of having operating leverage. Four years ago, they had no operating leverage because they got fat, dumb, and happy, 
Every year, gold price would go up a hundred bucks. Right. So they never had to control costs because gold price saved them. When gold price started falling a hundred bucks every year, you had to start cutting costs. They're now to a level they can actually make money at these prices. Right. They could make money at twelve hundred a year. I don't want to get you in trouble with the USAA compliance police, but is there an industry performer who has best practices, not buy, hold, sell, but is there somebody that has best practices in precious metal mining? Yeah, by far the CEO's done the best job is Mark Bristow at Ringgold. He runs every operation. He prices everything at a $1,000 gold. He's been doing that for years. Probably the second best, the, the one who reformed everything, is Gary Goldberg at Newmont. He was the first to come in of the big guys and actually start cutting costs. Uh, and he started putting out these billion dollar targets for cutting costs and people would ask me, well, what do you think about that? I think, well, it actually ticks me off. If he can find these cost savings so easily, what were they doing before? Why weren't they managing their business before? They've now come around to managing their business and that's why Newmont's doing pretty good. I mean, BRS, uh, the symbol BRS, the, the plunge is something. How do you know when to buy a wise one? When to buy, well, you always buy. You always have to own a little bit in this space. Because you want it for the defensive characteristics. We always tell everybody at USA, if I'm doing well, the rest of your portfolio is probably not doing well, so you want to root against us. We're the insurance. We're the the house insurance Mm -hmm. when you're in the woods, when the forest getting a little dry. If things are looking a little more, a little worse, you take on a little bit more insurance. When things are looking good, you don't want to be in gold. You don't want to have a heavy position in gold because U.S. stocks will do fine. European stocks will do fine. It's when things aren't going well, when you're worried about things not going well, that gold's not going to do well. Look at the move in Rand Gold. Wow, what a spike up it's been recently. Well, the whole space, it's been incredible. Why were you here like six weeks ago? Nobody wanted to talk to us six weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) See, insured salesman. That's right. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, we were, nobody cared about gold till all of a sudden we had a few issues and a few concerns and gold came back. In August, people were calling gold the barbaric relic. Mm Mm-hmm. Now no, we people, call John Tucker that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now people want to talk to us again. It, it, it is an interesting so, turn. But it, it, what, what is driving yeah. it? you got worries about U.S. recession. We don't think it can go to recession, mm-hmm. but that probability has increased a little bit. The 10-year Treasury is showing you that. Right. We have geopolitical stability. That's never going away, but it's ticked up again. Uh, worries about the global economy. That's ticked up. And central banks continue to devalue <laughs> their currency, and that drives gold prices higher. Dan Dembo, he's with USAA. Uh, really decades of expertise on uh, the precious world of precious uh, metals. Don't be a stranger. Come back again. Visiting from San Antonio. Um, futures negative two. Green the other way. S&P goes up. 10 points, sort of the churn to the market that we see with a 181.10 year up a good six basis points. Now let's check in with John Tucker and get the latest world and national headlines. John. All right. Thanks, Mike. On some Microsoft founder Bill Gates uh, weighing in on the dispute over Apple's refusal to have the FBI break into a terrorist's iPhone. I do believe that that with the right safeguards, there are cases where the government on our behalf, like stopping uh, terrorism, which could get worse in the future, that 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 is valuable. Uh, Gates is stopping by Bloomberg Television and Radio this morning. Polls show Donald Trump poised to win his third consecutive Republican presidential nominating contest tonight when Nevada holds its caucuses. 
And Secretary of State John Kerry bringing details of a new Syrian ceasefire to skeptical senators appearing before the Republican-led Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And members of Congress try to head off a New Jersey transit strike authorized for March 13th. Last time New Jersey Railroad employees walked off the job was 33 years ago. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by a 2,400 journalists, more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm John Tucker. Tom. John Tucker, thanks so much. Uh, from New York, Bloomberg Surveillance. Market Drivers brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer. When it comes to winter elements, put your best four wheels forward with Mercedes-Benz 4 all-wheel drive. Visit your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer for a test drive today.